What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about risk-taking. Are you a risk-taker? What I mean by taking a risk is that you do an action that doesn't have a guarantee of return. And returns aren't always financial. You're getting returns every second of every day. Everything that you're returning now, which is to say everything that you're experiencing now is because of the fruit that you planted yesterday or the day before or last year, maybe a decade ago, depending on what it is that you started doing. There seems to be people who are more willing to take risk with their money, with their time, with their efforts, with their bodies. Of course, it never works out all the time, but if it happens enough for you, I guess you would be more likely to continue taking risk. And the reason I bring a risk is because it has a loose correlation to your self-esteem. I say it's a loose uh, correlation because there are people who take risk for other reasons outside of believing in their ability to use their minds to solve the problems that are in the way between them and their goals. For example, I think it's 30,000 people die in car accidents in the U.S. every year. A good portion of those accidents are from people who took a crazy excess risk of drinking and then driving. Uh, maybe they got into a street race. Maybe they wanted to do a cool trick for their friends. And usually risk-taking behavior like that is not is the indication of the opposite of high self-esteem, which is low self-esteem because that behavior seems to manifest due to uh, wanting uh, a deep approval of other, from other people in your environment. And then there's the category of risk where it looks like they're taking a positive risk that would have positive outcomes had they taking that risk, but it's actually a manifestation of low self-esteem because they didn't do everything necessary to make sure that success was highly possible for themselves. For example, 90% of business fail in five years. I'm sure you heard that statistic before. And the number one stated reason, if you were to look online, is to say, it would say undercapitalization, which is to say that they didn't have enough money to start and carry them until they were profitable. But the real reason that businesses fail within the first five years, 80 to 90% of the time, is that they don't sell enough quantities at a high enough price due to the market conditions. It's a lack of planning on their part to make sure that they could have success. Now, having a failing business is not the same as getting behind the wheel of a car while you're drunk, but the consequences can be disastrous, especially if you took out personal loans instead of business loans and other critical mistakes that people often make. The point is, taking a risk without knowing the potential downside and the potential upside is just as bad as going into something blind. And it seems a lot of people prefer to be blind, especially when they're taking a risk. Not realizing that the biggest risk is being blind. <laughs> being blind to the consequences of your actions, the potential downsides, the potential upsides, is the most disastrous thing that anyone can do to themselves and their families and their friends and the people they say they care about. I believe the people who choose blindness choose blindness because they don't believe in their ability to um, see the facts and be able to do anything about them in a positive way. Of course, I don't know this for sure, but according to my observations and observation of myself, that seems to be the case. The mark of someone with low self-esteem and low risk-taking abilities is someone who says, how 
that they do that when they see somebody that's successful or has what they have want to have in some type of way. They ask that question, and they stop right there. The questioning doesn't continue on from there. It's just like, maybe they're different. Um, maybe I'm not like them or something. They're different from me. They have something I don't have. They're lucky. I'm not. And the person who has high self-esteem or trending in that direction would see a person with the success that he he wants to achieve or has the things that he wants to have and ask the same question. How did he do that? Except that he won't end right there. He'll ask, how did he do that? And then he'll start to ask questions, more questions that lead to the knowledge that will allow him to get to that goal, if that makes sense. So I urge you, if you haven't been doing this already, when you see something that you want and somebody else has, and when you ask yourself, how do they do it? Because we all ask ourselves these questions. Maybe you don't realize it consciously or not, but we all ask ourselves these questions. Make sure you do not stop right there. You keep asking the questions that lead to you gaining the knowledge that you need to go and acquire that thing that you want. And be careful. Be careful with the questions you ask because you will always get an answer. And if you ask yourself a question like, why don't I have it? You will find the answer to that question. If you ask, how can I get it? You can find an answer to that question. So it is directly against your interest to ask questions like, why don't I have it? Instead of, how can I get it? I think that's all I have to say for now. So the moral of the question uh, of this podcast, I guess, um, ask better questions. And as you do, your risk taking will increase. And as your risk taking increase, your payoffs will increase. And once they increase, you will increase again because you're more likely to take positive risk. Uh, I hope I explained that correctly. But anyways, I got to go. Hope you're having a great day and I'll see you in the next one.